John the Baptist is not someone you want to mess with. This is a very powerful prophet, perhaps one of the most important prophets in the whole series of prophecies that lead up now to the birth and the life and the ministry of Jesus. But we're not going to talk about John the Baptist today. What we're going to talk about is the nativity set, the creche, the scene of the birth of Christ. And we all, I think, have one in our home. We grew up with them, this beautiful creche of Mary and Joseph and the baby, the animals, the angels, the wise men. It's a very beautiful, touching scene. It brings back very happy memories of our childhood. Perhaps that scene has been in our family for generations, and every year we bring it out, and it reminds us of the Prince of Peace and the purpose for this season in preparation for the birth of the Savior. And we imagine what it must have been like. And we imagine if we could only go to the Holy Land ourselves and actually go to the grotto in Bethlehem that is reserved there by the Franciscans and place our hand right into the star on the ground of that place where he was born. Or to go, say, to the home in Nazareth. Or to the home of Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. Or to move on to Galilee to the places where he ministered at the Sea of Tiberias and so many other places. To go to Jerusalem and to then go up to Calvary to place your hand right right there on the stone of the Mount of Olives, Mount of, of Golgotha. Or to the tomb right there at the Holy Sepulcher and to actually place your hand and be there where he rose from the dead. These are very important for us because we love to touch. We want to go out and to see and experience, to taste and touch all these things because they make it real for us. They remind us of how real God became flesh in Jesus. No longer just spirit, but flesh, body and blood in time and place. You can go there today as pilgrims have for centuries and walk in his footsteps and with the apostles and with millions and millions of Christians down through the many years and tourists too who just go to see and wonder about the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. If you can't get to the Holy Land, we do have here in Northeast Washington, the Franciscan Monastery, where you can actually go and they have life-size figures and life-size scenes of the grotto at Bethlehem. They have Calvary. They have the Holy Sepulcher. They have all these places beautifully adorned. Of course, they're just replicas, but they remind us again, if we can't get there physically, this is how close we can get if we want to actually relive in some sense of the drama of the physics of our body, the footsteps of Jesus in his life, death, and resurrection. And today, in a very special way, we have someone from the Holy Land who comes to us to speak about the nativity, about these beautiful figurines of olive wood that you see at the doors, and they're going to be making those for sale to us because this is a very important ministry that they perform. These are families, Christian families from 
2,000 years ago that had been making these scenes out of olive wood sometimes takes two or three weeks to make just a little figurine by hand. But the reason why they're important, too, is that the Holy Land is being persecuted, as you know. And as we will hear in a moment, we are now less than 1% Christian in the Holy Land. It used to be 30% a few years ago. That's devastating. The persecution against Christians is tremendous. And we know, it's not reported, of course, but it is the number one target in the world. The Ethiopian Christians and the Christians in the Holy Land, so many places are being persecuted. And so we want to identify with our brothers and sisters of that part of the world because that's where the Christ child was born. In the land of peace. Bethlehem means house of peace. So we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And let us hear now from Miss Kulad Germans, who comes to us. Her husband was here last year, George, and they were making these beautiful nativity sets available. Perhaps, if not for you, for your grandchildren, your children as a beautiful gift, make this a reminder of how important God became flesh at Bethlehem. Welcome to you. Thank you, Monsignor. Good morning. Um, the Christians of the Holy Land carve the beautiful olive wood carvings, and it's their only source of income. They carve uh, all the religious beautiful nativity scenes, crosses. We have a beautiful uh, display here and the other end also of the church. Um, they depend on pilgrims, Christian pilgrims, who come to visit the Holy Land and buy these beautiful carvings. But the situation has been so hard over there. You can't imagine how uh, the prosecution, as Monsignor said, the conflict, the war, they, need, they want us to, to leave Bethlehem. And we, that's why we're here today. We need your support. We need you to be part of this ministry. And give, we need your hands to keep Bethlehem and the Holy Land and Jerusalem Christian. We, we need to keep our roots, uh, the Christianity, the Christian families in Bethlehem. They live every day, young couple, families. They live uh, because of, they can't afford daily bread for their kids. So that's why we're here today. We ask you to think of your Christmas gifts, a nativity scene that is hand-carved by a Christian family. All the family work in, in, in the pieces. A nativity scene is nothing like it. It's so, it's it's a very special thing to have. Um, I know you have a lot of nativity scenes, but this is this is the best. That is hand carved by a Christian family who live in Bethlehem. We used to be thirty percent just the last century. Today we're only one percent. And this is, uh, this is really, if, if the situation, if you, don't, if you don't help us, who will help us? We're, re we're reaching out. A lot of groups like me, my husband, and another, another I know, they come here, they ask your help. Because it's, it's really, Bethlehem means it's the roots and our birthplace of our Jesus Christ. So think of your Christmas gifts today. Stop by us and see uh, one gift will support the family that carved it for one or two weeks for daily their daily bread and make their Christmas uh, holy 
And I'm so blessed, I'm so happy to be here in very, this very special morning with you. I thank Monsignor so much for his explanation and reaching uh, information to you. Um, God bless you and Merry Christmas from Bethlehem. Thank you so much. To hear of that statistic is just heartbreaking. To think that we've been there in the Holy Land as Christians for 2,000 years, and then in the last decade or so, to see it all reversed. We know the politics of this. We have studied it. We watch it carefully. The Christians are being taxed. They're being forced out. They're discriminated against. It's a very terrible scene. We could lose in time our shrines there. That's going to be very dangerous as well. Our Franciscans are trying to hold on to them. The state of Israel makes it very difficult for them. So we have to pray in a very special way that our presence there remains. And this is one small token that we can continue to maintain our presence there through the Christians that are there, our brothers and sisters who have been there for 2,000 years. They didn't convert. They were there. This is the same group of Christians that knew Christ himself 2,000 years ago. We need to stay there. And this is one very important way, in the name of justice, certainly, if not charity, that we remain there in the Holy Land where Christ was born. So let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for the families there as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now to the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Palestine, Pray for us.